Welcome to Overcomers Christian Center Podcast. Today's message is coming from our very own Pastor Richard Dobbs. We are so excited that you tuned in to today's message about living under an open heaven and the righteousness and resources God has for us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you're empowered by today's message. The book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 10. I want to read to you a familiar passage of scripture, but we want to look at it from a standpoint that I believe that would truly be beneficial to all of us, uh, especially those who believe in the power of giving, that believe in the power that God, first of all, was the greatest giver that the world has ever seen. And since we're made in his likeness and his image, we are learning how to give. And as we learn how to give, we're also in the process of, of becoming a bona fide giver or a giver that Christ looks for. Remember he said in, over in the book of Corinthians, he said, for God loves a cheerful giver. And we know that since God loves a cheerful giver, then it should be our goal, our attitude, and our mindset to be a giver just like Christ is teaching us how to give. Just according to like he's done it. Now, in Malachi 3 and 10, the Bible reads as follows. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I would not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there would not be room enough to receive it. I want you to notice something. So sometimes we, we look at words and sometimes we can almost overlook them. I want to look at a word there that, to me, is significant to this text. And what we're talking about here tonight, if I would not open for you the windows of heaven. So if he has to open for us the windows of heaven, then there is a good chance that they will close before they're open. So if he says, I'm going to open it, the indication is that they will close that's why he has to open these particular windows. And so if he, the windows are closed, what's closed up behind the windows? And if we understand what's closed up behind the windows, then I truly believe we'll be more inclined to keep the windows open. Because I truly believe that it's beneficial to each believer that we keep the windows open. I want to show you just something else. As I was meditating upon that, I know we, we just came out of Isaiah 61, verse 3. Let's go there real quickly. Again, the significance of just maybe a small word, but it's something that would be uh, integral to the meaning and the definition of what we're going to this evening. Notice in Isaiah 61 and 3, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them, lip, excuse me, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that it may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I want you to know something very significant here. He says this, the oil of joy, but notice what he says, for mourning. So he does not want us to keep the mourning. He wants us to keep the oil of joy. Also, he says this, to give them beauty for ashes. So notice this, he doesn't want us to keep the ashes. He wants us to keep the beauty so he exchanges that. There's an exchange going on there. Also, he says in uh, the Old Joyful Morning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So he's keeping, we're keeping the garment of praise and we're, we're leaving behind, we're getting rid of, we're exchanging for the spirit of heaviness. So notice he doesn't want us to keep those things. He wants us to exchange those things. So let's go back over to Malachi 3 and verse 10. And again, I'm reading to you again, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. There'll be food in my house and try me in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven. Again, if he has to open something, there's an indication that they're closed. And we don't want nothing closed in our lives that God wants us to have. So he wants us to have at the windows open in our life. But notice when they open, notice what happens after they're open. And pour out for you such blessing that there would not be room enough to receive it. So as soon as the windows are open, he's going to pour out for us blessings that, that, that there would not be room enough to receive it. 
And I thank God today that we serve a God that knows he, he has so much he wants to give us that there will not be room enough to receive it. Based on what I've just read from you, I want to talk to you from this subject. I am living under an open heaven. Say that with me. I am living under an open heaven. Again, I am living under an open heaven. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word today. Pray that your word will continue to have free course and help me to teach all of us, God, what thus saith the Lord. And Father, we thank God that you are given, you have given us an open heaven. We pray, God, that we will operate in that particular aspect of an open heaven. And Father, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Let those that agree say amen. I believe that every believer desires an open heaven. I believe every believer desires an open heaven. And I believe that an open heaven is one of the keys to getting needs met, establishing a productive future, developing healthy relationships, and receiving our heart's desire, as well as other benefits and being a child of the Most High God. What's interesting about that, when you think about an open heaven, one of the things you, you keep in mind is this. If, if he says he's going to open up the windows of heaven, the indication is that they're closed. And they're, and they're in such a place, the only person that can open them is God. But this is what's beautiful about that. If God opens it, no man can shut it. And if he can't, no man can shut it, he can't control how much God gives me. Only person that can control that is myself. The Bible says this, according to your faith, be it unto you. So we want to be in a position that we continue to keep the windows of heaven open in our lives. And see, the windows of heaven are more than just finances coming your way. And I'm going to, as we will look in tonight's lesson, when he opens up the windows of heaven, there is, you got to understand something, God is bigger than just a few dollars or a thousand dollars or $10 million or $10 billion. He's bigger than that. God can give you peace. He can give you joy. And again, we talked about this. Needs are going to be met. He's going to give you a productive future. He's going to develop healthy relationships. You're going to receive your heart's desire. All of because you have an open heaven. Now, this is what's interesting about when I was studying this and meditating upon this text. It also lets me know if my windows are closed, then I'm closed off from having the best when it comes to a productive future, having the best when it comes to getting my needs met, having the best developing a healthy relationship, having the best when it comes to receiving my heart's desire. I am in a position where I'm not receiving my best that God has for me. And I believe truly God wants his children to have their best. Not to have the best, not just secondhand, but God wants us to have the best. Go with me over to the book of Psalms 37 and verse 4. The book of Psalms 37 and verse 4. He says this, delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he's going to give us the desires of our heart. And he wants us to have the desires of our heart. And that's the promise from God. So if I'm making sure that the windows of heaven are open in my life, then I'm receiving my desires. I'm receiving my desire for a productive future. I'm receiving my desire for a healthy relationship. I'm receiving my desire for my needs being met. I'm receiving my desire for the abundance that God wants to have in my life. So when the windows are open, I want you to notice something else. When the windows are open, I want you to notice that when the windows are open, blessings begin to come out. So notice what it says. If I were not open for you, the windows of heaven. And after the windows of heaven are open, he's going to pour out for you such a blessing that that would not be room enough to receive it. So when the window comes up, he's pouring out the blessing. He, when the window comes up, he's pouring out the blessing. The blessing is the source of the good that comes in your life. It's the 
prosperity. It is the praise of God. It is the gift that God gives you. It's peace. It is more than just finances, but it includes finances. And I appreciate that, but I appreciate peace. Because I'm like, I'm like this. If I had the finances, and I, but I don't have peace in order to enjoy it. I can have the finances, but I may not have the health to enjoy it. So I want all of it. I, and I believe truly God wants us to have all of it as well. And so when he gives us this, he, he gives us this because he wants to bring increase in our life. He wants to bring peace in our life. And he wants to bring prosperity in our life. And part of the benefit of having open heaven is that God has a direct line to supply our needs. It's a direct line. Go to Philippians 4.19. He has a direct line to supply every one of our needs. And I, I thank God for that. Because remember that, if the window is open, he can supply the need directly to you. Philippians 4.19. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So notice this. He's going to supply your need, but it's going to... Uh, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So it's going to be the riches in glory. Part of the glory is going to be when the windows of heaven come open in your life, it's going to come from God directly into your life. And so part of the benefit of having open heaven is that God has a direct line to supply our needs. He has a direct line in doing that. So we see this, that when the Lord opens up the windows of heaven, the next thing you're going to see is the blessings coming forth. So again, the indication is this. If the windows are closed, then the blessing can't come out. And we don't want to close uh, windows in our life. We need the open heaven in our lives in order to enjoy the benefits of being a believer. And I truly believe that if, if we continue to do it God's way, do it his way of his way of doing it. We're going to have the very best that God wants to have. That's why I believe it's the Lord's idea of a blessing. Uh, the Lord's idea of a blessing is for his is to be able to reward his children. Again, when we look at a blessing, we cannot go by man's definition. Can't even go by your own natural or carnal definition. You've got to ask yourself, what does God want me to have to be blessed? So when he says he's going to, if I'm going to open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, what is the blessing? But not based on what I think it should be, but what the scripture says it should be. And if scripture says I should have it, then of course all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. So I want to ask myself the question, what is it that he's pouring out in my life? And how, how do you know it's coming from God? Number one, it's going to be a benefit to my spiritual growth and development. It's not going to take me away from Jesus, but it's going to bring me closer to Jesus. That's always going to be a key to whether or not it comes from God. So the Lord's idea of a blessing is be able to reward his children, not necessarily because they do everything right. And let's face it, we as children of God thank God for the grace of God. We thank God for the blood of Jesus that was shed back on the cross at Calvary. Because of that, we don't get everything that we probably deserve. But because he did, God gives us much more than we probably deserve. But we get this because of our relationship that we have with the Father. We have a wonderful relationship with Jesus. Why? Because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ back at Calvary. Because he shed his blood, we have access to the kingdom of God. We have access to the Father. Before he shed his blood, there was no access there. In fact, when, he, when Jesus died back at the cross, remember the veil of the temple was rent from the top to the bottom. It, it was opened up. And so therefore we could come to the holies of holies, boldly. Why? Because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And because we can come boldly, we can receive what God wants us to have. So we need to understand that when we seek God's way of doing things, it allows us access to the kingdom of God, which has unlimited resources. So when we say God is going to open up for us as a blessing, there would not be room enough to receive it. That comes from an unlimited resource. God is unlimited. He can supply everybody's need in here and not even blink an eye. 
Not even scratch the surface of everything he wants to supply. He can supply. He can supply everybody's need in the world this many times over this long. And he has everything that he needs. So it's important that we continue to seek after God. We continue to aim for him in our prayer time. We to inquire in him when we're having devotion time with God. When we spend time with Jesus, we're getting to know the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Why do he, does he want to do it? Because God is love. And when we study about his love, we understand his love. We are better equipped with his love. We're better empowered with his love. And so in turn, when we, when God supplies a need, we know it's out of the very nature of God because that's who he is. He is the love. He is mercy. He is grace. He is. When you don't get punished for what you should have got punished for, that's because of his mercy. And he got he is mercy. He ain't got to look for love. He is love. He ain't got to conjure it up. He ain't got to go anywhere for it. He is everything he produces in our lives. And it's unlimited. God's love is unlimited. God's mercy is unlimited. God's peace is unlimited. So when I seek after God, when I go after him, I'm automatically in line with what I'm going after because the windows of heaven are open in my life. I got direct access to the Father. And so when I get that, I can have my heart desire. Go to Matthew 6 and 33. Matthew 6 and 33. The Bible reads as follows. But seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Notice this. And all these things shall be added to you. These things are unlimited. God has unlimited resources he wants to add to your life. You ain't got to worry about God running out. You ain't got to worry about if you get a little short. God has unlimited resources. Unlimited resources. So again, we go back again. If I'm going to open for you the windows of heaven. So again, indication that something was closed before it came to us. Since it's not closed, uh, since we op- God has opened it up, no man can shut it. And once it opens up, the blessing is allowed to come our way. It's the source of, what, uh, of our prosperity. It's the source of our peace. It's our, the gift that comes from God, so forth and so on. Now, Once I understand that and I get that in my spirit, my mindset should be that it benefits me and those associated with me to keep the windows of heaven open in my life. I want to make sure that my my windows are open because it's going to benefit my family. It's going to benefit my coworkers. It's going to benefit those that are close to me when I keep the windows of heaven open in my life. It's going to benefit those because I promise you it, it. it's going to come a day when somebody's going to come and ask you to pray for a loved one in your life. They're going to know you're saved. They're going to know you're on the Lord's side. And they're going to ask you to pray for their loved one. And because you got access to the Father, you're going to pray and God's going to move upon your prayers. He's going to touch it. Not for your glory. Not so you get a prayer through. But you can direct them toward the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Direct them toward the Master Healer, Jehovah Raha. There are going to be some people in your life that are going to benefit on your peace. They're going to be going through a rough trial. And they're going to be saying, you know what? I, I, why are you not in turmoil like I am? Because you believe in the peace of God that passes all understanding. Your peace benefits those that are around you. You can, again, look at the power of Jesus moving in your life. Benefits not only you, but those around you. It's a benefit. So you know you want to keep the windows of heaven open in your life because you've got access to unlimited resources. You've got the access to the power of God. You've got access to peace. You've got a- access to ideas. You've got access to, to uh, concepts, strategies, and so forth. And they're unlimited. You say, what, Pastor, they don't thought of everything. Let me tell you, the mind of God, they have not thought of anything. I imagine 20 years ago, a lot of people thought, Man, they done did, done did it now. They got the computer, and now we, they got a, a phone that you can put in your house and answer it. They can call you from all the way across town. You got a phone out. And people would laugh at that today. Because now we got phones you can put in your pocket. We got phones that you can carry around with you. 
think about it. Technology, but, but 30 or 40 years ago when I was coming up, oh my goodness. You can actually do FaceTime now. You can look at somebody that's across in California, and you can be right here. Y'all can do FaceTime and look at one another and see what's going on or what somebody looks like. Just like that. I mean, it ain't got to be no hard. Hey, listen, it's, it's got to the point that even some of us older folks can do it now. Like the young folks can. <laughs> we can do it just like they can do it now. It's amazing what information is available to us. But remember now, God is still not through yet. God is not finished yet. He still has access to unlimited resources that he wants to bring into our lives. So it's a benefit to me to have ideas and strategies and concepts that are come from God that's going to benefit not only me, but those that are around me. So one way to get, one way to continue to give one way to keep that open and keep that access available to me, to keep the ones of heaven open, and he tells us here in the, in the text, is continue to give God his tithes. A tenth part. Payment of a tenth. To give God his tithes. That is one way that is going to keep the windows of heaven open. And tithe payers see giving as a benefit as well as an access, asset to their Christian journey. Tithe payers don't look at giving as a negative. They look at it as a benefit. We see it as a benefit to give. We know giving has changed our living. And it started all with giving God his tithes. It's, that's where it started at. That is the base root of every financial blessing. It comes from giving God his tithes. Tenth part, a payment of a tenth. Tithe payers receive it as a benefit. We can't live without giving God his money. We are hooked in to God's way of doing things because God has imputed into our spirits that this is the right thing to do. And we see the benefit of our giving. And not only that, it only benefits us financially. It benefits, it gives us ideas, it gives us strategies, it gives us concepts in order to be a benefit into the lives of ourselves as well as others. And we do not want to rob God of the opportunity to assist us and fulfill his purpose, especially when we need help. And let me say this to you, I thank God. I thank God he loves helping his people. I want you to know something very interesting about that last part. Excuse me. In um, Malachi 3 and 8. Malachi 3 and 8. Let's go there real quickly. I know it's right there above our main scripture, but Malachi 3 and 8. Reads the Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offering. You robbed God of the opportunity to help you. You can rob God of the opportunity to help you. What do you mean by that? If you are a parent, you can understand. If you see your child in trouble, but you can't help, that's a bad feeling. But when you're in a position as a parent and you can help your child when you see him in trouble, and you say, okay, I can help you because I've got the resources, I've got the way in order to help you, that's a good feeling. Well, God can see his children in trouble, and he can't help them because they have put him, they've tied his hands up by robbing God of the opportunity to help them. And it puts them in a bad position. So he said, you robbed me. You, how'd you rob me? You robbed me in tithes. But what did he rob them of? Of the ability to help them. Think about this. Remember now, we talked about it earlier. Ties opened up that window. So robbing God keeps that window closed. And think about behind that window is all the benefits that you could make your life a whole lot better, but he's held it back from you all because you robbed him of the opportunity to do it. And I don't want nobody to miss out on what God has for their life. I know all of us want, we want the very best God has for us. I know you received it because you learned how to give God his money. You learned how to do it. And that's so wonderful. Oh, that's a blessing. So many people are wondering why they're missing out on so many good. Let me tell you something. There's some people right now who probably naturally got more money than you, but don't live a better life than you do. Isn't that amazing? They probably got twice or 50, 20 times as much money as you do, or maybe even more money than that. But they, can, they are not living a better life than you are. 
because of what, what God is doing in your life. So Lord Everett, you know, that's what Psalm 73 was so powerful to me. Because David had seen all those people, they were being, uh, the wicked folks were getting away with all kinds of evil things. But he said, you know what, I know the end. I know that it, 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 when it comes down to it, they're going to miss God and they're going to miss out on all the benefits of being a believer. Now, we want to look at, on the back of your sheet there, some of the benefits of having an open in heaven in our lives. So we talked about that the windows of heaven are open, but we want to look at some. This is not inclusive all, but just a few of the benefits of how we can maximize our life as a believer. We want to maximize it. We want to maximize what God is doing in our lives. And see, so when the windows of heaven are open, one benefit, one benefit I receive is godly wisdom. When the windows of heaven are open and he begins to pour out that blessing, one blessing he pours out is godly wisdom. I had to clarify godly wisdom because it could be another kind of wisdom that you get, a worldly wisdom. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about godly wisdom. Godly wisdom is the ability to apply godly counsel. Because you can get godly counsel, but don't mean you can apply it. I've seen people, and I've been guilty myself, God, somebody, somebody with godly counsel has given me advice, but I did not put it into action, and I miss out on the benefit of, of what came behind that godly counsel, which is a blessing. So, But the ability to apply godly counsel divine intelligence. God will give you strategies, ideas that only, well, you, only person give glory to is God because they're so divine. I mean, God give you something that people look at you like, man, that's so powerful. How'd you come up with that? And you know good and well. If you, if you were so smart, you thought about it 30 minutes ago. You know it had to be divine to come into our lives. And so man, it had to be God. I take no credit for that because it'd be up to me. We would have did this, that, and the other. But God gave me divine intelligence. The skill of imparting godly truth. And that is so important. The skill of imparting godly truth. Because you can have godly truth, but if, to impart in somebody's life, it takes God. It takes God. So we need, this is what God gives to his people with an open heaven. He gives godly wisdom. And this is what you guys are saying. I will receive wisdom in a timely manner so that I can be successful. You can be successful. Something else, avoiding loss. Wisdom will help you to avoid loss. Wisdom will help you to avoid losing money. Wisdom will help you avoid losing good health. Wisdom will uh, help you to avoid losing something that is valuable to you. And if you live long enough, thank God for godly wisdom. Boy, it saved me money. It saved me time. It saved me health. It saved me a whole bunch of things in life that will benefit to me. Godly wisdom will, will help you to avoid loss. Well, I'm telling you, godly wisdom will help you, have you, you know, you'll be signing something. You used to sign it with no profit. 15%. Oh, God, you thought you were doing something. All thing you looked at was the payments. $14 a month for the next five years. Thought you were doing something. But really, you were just throwing away money. Godly wisdom, I'll show you how to save the money and pay cash for it. Boom, there it is. No finance charge. Godly wisdom, help you to avoid loss. And then learn how to na navigate through daily living. How do you navigate through relationships? How you navigate with business, people, coworkers, and so forth, family members, and so forth. You need godly wisdom. I need godly wisdom. We all need godly wisdom to deal with individuals in our life. How to navigate through daily living. Even how to deal with your children at school. Even how to deal with coworkers. Even how to deal with going to the store and purchasing certain things. Getting your car fixed. I mean, God will give you wisdom as to how to do that. You say, I can't fix nothing. It don't matter. God give you wisdom. Take you to the right people so they won't take advantage of you. But think about this. When that window closed, you can go to anybody. Anybody. And, they, and, and it won't work for you like you can with somebody with godly wisdom. Go to James 25. 
If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So when the windows of heaven are open, that godly wisdom is available to me. The application of godly counsel, divine intelligence, the skill of imparting godly truth. And it's going to come in a time. Oh, one more thing. Let me say this to you before I go to my next point. It, understand, it may not come sometimes just like that, but if you wait on God, he'll give you the answers that you're looking for. If you don't have the answers then, just wait on it. Just wait on it. God will give you the answer. Sometimes the delay is, there's wisdom in the delay. There's wisdom in the delay. So don't let the delay be a detriment. Let it be, okay, God must be leading me in a different direction. So I need to, I need to follow his, he ain't moved yet. I don't feel a lean to sign anything. I'm going to wait till God say something. And then you just follow, follow his wisdom and how to navigate through daily living. Now, we think about another benefit of having open heaven is, is that we, it's going to help us with our children. It's going to help us to train up our children in their purpose for God. I truly believe that each individual needs godly wisdom to raise their children. I don't believe a person in here is smart enough to raise their children like God wants them to without his help. Not to fulfill their purpose anyway. Now, you can have your child doing anything, but will it be in the will of God? See, when you train up a child, it's going to teach them a particular skill or type of behavior that is godly. It is a way that is going to, your child is going to fulfill their purpose for God. Go to Proverbs 22 and verse 6. I believe every child needs to be brought up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. I believe every child does. This is what you got to understand. Don't let a quote-unquote success stop you from bringing your child up in the Lord. What do you mean by that? They're doing okay, and they miss Sunday school. They miss youth church. They missed it for a month, but they they okay. Don't let that fool you. Don't let that fool you, because there is a devil out there waiting to pounce on every child out here. I'm not trying to speak negative over your child. I'm just bringing the reality to you. There is a devil waiting for every child out here. That's why it's important that we pray over our children. We keep them in prayer. We get the word in them, because I realize I can't be with my child 24 hours a day and seven days a week. I can pray for them, but they're going to need the word to make decisions. They're going to definitely need the word. Train for child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. We continue to teach a particular skill or, or a type of behavior for up, to train our children up in their purpose for God. And we can effectively teach our youth how to have a growth and fixed mind to the ways of God. We can train because why? He's trained up a child in the way he should go. Train up a child in the way he or she should go. And open heaven will give us the insight on how to bring them up in the will of God. Think about this. If Think about this. This is what's sad. When you rob God of his money, you're shutting off the wisdom for your child. You're shutting it up. When you don't have an open heaven, you are robbing God of the, of the information that he could just easily give to you for your child. You can say something simple to your child that will help your child to pass a test, behave better, have a get a prayer answer, receive their heart's desire. Their faith will grow up in the things of God. Can you imagine how, how far some of us would have been if we'd have had this kind of faith coming up in, in the way of God? Ooh-wee. Some of y'all already unstoppable. Can you imagine how, how unstoppable you would be now? With that, if you'd have had it at a much earlier age, that's why we try to help our children stay in the will of God. So God will give you. So when that window opens up, he says, it's going to pour out wisdom for your children. Not only is going to pour it to you, he's going to pour it out to people around you. 
to help your child do better. He will help your teachers help your children. Ooh, that's good, God. I didn't see that one. He's going to help your children help your children. Help, uh, help teachers help your children. He's going to help neighbors help your children. He's going to help, he's going to cause people that are spiritual to pray for your children. He's going to pray for the wealth of the wicked to be laid up for the just. People bring it, be bringing your child money. Don't even know why. I'm going to pay for your child's scholarship. I'm going to pay, buy your child a car. I'm going to do this, that, and other. Why? Because of the favor of God that is on your child's life. Transfer child the way they should go. Another error. We may experience a time where we need healing. We need to be made whole, protected, restored. I like this part. Remove the stress from our life. Take the stress out. Thank God for moving the stress out, God. Restoring favor in our life. We can have access to healing by faith when we have confidence that heaven is open to us. One of the things, oh, go, go to Exodus 15, 26. Exodus 15, 26. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. We can have knowledge and understand that Jesus is a healer. And receive his healing at a time when we are challenged the most as a sign of an open heaven. But when, when heaven is open, you got access to the pharmacy 24-7. Hallelujah. God can just heal your body just like that. Boy, I'll tell you, he's a healer. He is a healer. You might not can get to the doctor as fast as you want to, but God can get there just like that. You say, God, I need you to heal my body. Boom. You got access to open heaven. See, sometimes, see, the, the doctor has to do all that diagnosis stuff. I don't know if there's a proper terminology, but he got to diagnose what's going on with you. But God already knows. He ain't got to figure it out. He ain't got to run no tests. He ain't got to get no lab work. He ain't got to do anything like that. He knows exactly what's going on. And boom, he can just, since the windows of heaven open, God, I need you to move on this situation. You know what's beautiful about God? God can keep you while they're finding a cure for what you're dealing with. He can keep you while they're diagnosing you. It could be getting a whole lot worse, but God said, oh, you ain't going no further. Sickness, I got you right here. I got you right here until they get this medicine they system. I got you right here. See, you understand something. They don't know what sin is going to do before it, before it gets to your point. They don't know how far, what kind of course in Iran. But with God, he gonna, he'll let, only let it go so far. He won't let it go so far. He won't let it just... Do what it want to do because the enemy has his way. The, the Bible says he come to steal, he come to kill, he come to destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. God can hold some stuff up. He can hold some disease from running through your body. He can hold some stuff that, that was in the air. It, it can stop right before it gets to your face and then goes to another direction. It can be blowing in your face, but God can cause it to dissolve before it gets there. That's We're talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That is the access to an open heaven. He knows how to do that thing. Let me show you some Exodus 15 and 26. You can read the rest of this verse, but it's a powerful verse. And, and, and said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. Now, that's interesting to me because evidently there's some diseases that only God can stop. Y'all see the Texans? I mean, I, 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 I said, whoo, that's something right there. That means doctors can't stop this one. That means medical science hasn't found the cure to this one. I will put none of the diseases on which I brought on the Egyptians. I will put none of them on you. And I love that last part. For I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. See what the open heaven gives you? I'm the Lord who heals you. Open heaven says, I'm the Lord who heals you. You got access to that. Remember, he has unlimited resources. And healing is a part of his unlimited resources. He has unlimited resources. He is a powerful God, the power, most powerful God. Ain't nothing he can't handle. No disease, no sickness, nothing he can't handle. So if you need healing, so far, so far we got wisdom, 
for our everyday living, trained up our children, healing for our body. All this because we've got an open heaven. And not to mention all the other stuff that we're going to, you know, we'll eventually probably get to and not to mention we won't mention. Can you imagine you, you know, your job and you got to figure something out and all of a sudden you say, God, you know what? Pastor Dobbs said, I got an open heaven. I need help with this problem right here. And what, 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 what? he'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. You'll be figuring stuff out. You'll be like, whoa, boy, this is good right here. You'll be so amazed to be so smart. I mean, God got that kind of, you never talk to God sometimes. He'd give you answers like, he'd be so smart. You'd be like, whoa, that sounds good right there. But he'd just be revealing it to you. I said, oh, thank you, Lord. All right, anyway, that's the God we serve. That's the, the advantage. That's why we live under an open heaven. In fact, let's thank God that we live under an open heaven. Good God. I thank you, Lord. We live under an open heaven. Boy, can you imagine that was closed off to us? Oh, boy, that I like being a mess. Sitting in church, but you'd like to be a whole lot better. Sitting in there, your neighbor got an open heaven over their life, but you sit next door because you're not following what's planned with a closed heaven. Hmm. Sad place to be. Oh, let's finish this up. Sometimes we need a financial miracle. A benefit to having an open heaven is that God brought us to a wealthy place according to Psalms 66 and 12. Go to Psalms 66 and 12. I want to show you, in fact, in the King James Version, several other versions, it calls it a wealthy place, but it, said it reads a little bit different in the, in the uh, New King James. Psalm 66 and verse 12. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went, through, we went through the fire and through the water, but you brought us out to rich fulfillment. But you brought us out to rich fulfillment. King James says you brought us to a wealthy place. Ooh, thank God for a wealthy place. Wealthy place. That means my mindset should be in a wealthy place. My mind should be that we're in a wealthy place. That's not my, my, my bank account don't say I'm in a wealthy place. You don't go by your natural account. You go by your spiritual account. God knows you got more than what you, you can. See, every time you say you broke, you lie. Every time you say you are broke, you are lying. Unless God's not supplying the needs. Unless you, you got that heavenly account in Christ Jesus. I mean, you got a lot more in your life than what you think you got. You got a lot more on your account than what you think you do. You got a lot more. I don't write no faith checks. I'm talking about when it manifests itself, boom, you take care of it. But in the meantime, you have a lot more. You can't say you're broke. Some of y'all got quiet though. Repeat this after me. I can't say that I am broke because my God supplies every one of my needs. When we operate by faith and remain faithful to bringing God his tithes and offerings, we know that the Lord is going to work our situation out for good. A useful, joyful, pleasant, happy, honorable place. We're the wealthy place. It's going to work out for our good. And you see God do it for every tithe payer and offering given. Go to Romans 8, 28. Let me tell you something. I can imagine every believer in this sanctuary as experience of time where you said, God, how in the world are you going to do this right here? But he doesn't. You're here today. I mean, I'm sure most of every, every believer in this sanctuary, God has worked out something for you financially. You couldn't see with your natural eyes. Couldn't see it. I mean, you probably have lived long enough uh, with God that you have been in a situation where you have uh, lifted your finances, seen the bill, and your question is like, how in the world God going to do this? But he did it. He did it. You know what's amazing about it? You got to pay it off now. You got to actually pay it off. You Listen, you thought you had that bill for years, but it's paid off now. Ooh, boy, ain't that God. I'm just, I'm just curious, how many would testify to the fact you thought you have a bill for years, but God unpaid it off? He unpaid that thing off. You're like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo! I just, let me go and get my little victory turn off of that because that was just good for me right there. Hallelujah. <laughs> Romans 8, 28. And 
We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So we know that part of the benefits is that God can work things out for our good. When that, when that when the heaven, see, we live on an open heaven, things going to work out for your good. I mean, it's going to work out for your good. And, and let, me, let me define good for a moment because I thought about this for a moment when I was meditating upon it. Good is going to be according to his will. Because my good may be a little bit different from God's will until I get in line with his will. Because what I think is good, well, I'm laying back, chilling. But sometimes his good is like when Jesus was led in the spirit to be tempted by the devil. That was good. So you got to understand God's good and our good sometimes is two different things. So you got to know that, okay, all right, this happened in my life. It must be the way God wants it to work out. I may not understand it. I may not always agree with it, but that's the way it's moving. So it's working for my good, though. It's making me, and I've learned over the years, it makes you a better Christian when you go through the process. Sometimes, it's, it, well, let's face it, God knows better, and I've looked through Scripture, and I've looked at our own personal lives. We don't always get the way we want it. Hallelujah. But it made us better Christians, though, didn't it? I mean, some situation calls you to pray. Some situation calls you to fast. It ain't because you're trying to skip a meal. I mean, you just, you didn't feel like eating. But God worked it out for your good. It made you better. It made you a better Christian. Because sometimes, I believe, now this is personal speaking, sometimes I think situations come that cause us to fast. Because we got a little lazy in our fasting. Lazy in our spiritual life. I think some God just, just rains some stuff up, stirs some stuff up. And next thing you know, you fast. I remember one day I was fasting. I said, I thought about eating. I said, I don't feel like eating. <laughs> Woo! God was working that thing out for my good. All right. It takes the Holy Spirit to teach, guide, and direct us to financial freedom. And open heaven will guide us on the mindset that yields to the Holy Spirit, ministering our lives so that we can receive all the promises of God. It takes the Holy Spirit to teach us. It takes the Holy Spirit to guide us. It takes the Holy Spirit to direct us to financial freedom. And open heaven will give us a mindset that yields to the Holy Spirit, in our lives so we can receive all the promises of God. We made this statement earlier. Let me emphasize it again. It's more than just the money. Money is wonderful, but thank God for his wisdom. Thank God for his help training our children. Thank God for the healing process that takes place. Thank God for all things working together for our good. Thank God for the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. Thank God for the divine angels that watch over us, keeps us in all our ways. Thank God for all that comes from an open heaven. And one thing I love about it, it is it, it's in, in, the process, in the process of us receiving all the promises of God. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God for us. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God for us. So not only is, are we receiving the financial blessings, but we're receiving all the promises of God because of the open heaven. Remember, God is unlimited in what he gives us. And we, I gave you, we give, we gave you just a few of the benefits of having an open heaven. The wisdom of God, how he trains up our children, how he heals our body, how all things work together for our good. So in turn, we can receive the promises of God because of the open heaven. And we don't want to be that's what I'm looking for here. We don't want to be, we don't want to miss out on what God has for us. We don't want to miss out. I know God has something great for us. I know God has something special for us. And it's all working together for our good. And as we're operating in open heaven, it's a sign we're depending on God to divinely assist us in all areas of our life, including business, our work, our school, our health, our relationships, our wealth our decision-making, wherever it may be. His plan for us is to prosper us. 
to cause us to be successful in every aspect of our life. Now, sometimes it's going to take a minute to get there, but we will get there. That's why I say in 3 John 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Notice what he said. Not some things, but what? He wants us to prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So in all things, include my business, it includes my work, it includes my school, it includes my health, it includes my relationships, it includes my wealth, it includes my decision making, it includes every aspect of my life. And all of that is because I am living under an open heaven. Thank God for an open heaven. For an open heaven is changing our life and making things better. And I'm going to close with this. Think again. If it was if your window, if your window was closed, all those benefits we talked about earlier, you'll be missing out on. Now, could you function? Yeah, to a certain degree, but you're not living the best life that God wants you to have. And I love God's best for our lives. I love God's best. It, it could be a whole lot worse, too. Now, y'all know that, right? But God's mercy and his grace is helping us along the way. The benefits of living under an open heaven. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.